from Elul to Yom Kippur. 40 Days of Reconciliation and Love The month of Elul is defined by the phrase from the Song of Songs, I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. Ani le dodi, vidodi li. The first letters of this phrase make the name of the month of Elul. This teaches us that the essence of this month is one of love and closeness to the Creator. Yet, in the seeming paradox, it is also the month set particularly aside for the reflection on our lives, confession of sins, supplication and repentance, which collectively is known as tshuva, tshuva, returning. The beginning of this Hebrew month of Elul starts 40 days of supplications and slichot and prayer, which culminates on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So we need to ask the question, why are these days marked out like this? And even more pertinently, what is the connection between tshuva and the love and closeness to the Holy Blessed One, which is in fact the essence of the month? On the surface, these two aspects seem rather contradictory. By definition, when we're confessing sins, we're looking at where we've gone wrong. We see our lack, we see our deficit. It's not a comfortable place, it's quite uncomfortable. And instinctively, we feel it's not connecting us with God, because God, we instinctively feel, connects with Oz v'chedra bimkomo, strength and pleasantness is in his place. To answer this question, the sages have looked at this period in the light of the first events which shaped the Jewish nation when we all stood at Mount Sinai. From the scriptures, the sages have determined that from the time of the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, which took place on the 6th of Sivan, until Yom Kippur, Moses stayed three separate periods, each one of 40 days, secluded in the presence of God on the mountain. During the first period of 40 days, Moses received the Torah on Mount Sinai. It was a time of favour for the children of Israel. They had heard the Ten Commandments in the revelation of God on Mount Sinai, following which Moses had gone up the mountain, receiving the Torah directly from God himself. Moses received both the general principles of the Torah and its details. On the fortieth day, he brought down the first tablets of testimony written by God. However, on his descent, as we know, Moses found the children of Israel sinning with the golden calf. And so he broke these tablets in front of their eyes. After dealing with the wrongdoers, Moses again ascended the mountain. But this time, it was in order to confess the sins of the children of Israel, to make tshuva, and to pray for God to forgive them. He stayed on the mountain in prayer and supplication for a second period of 40 days, atoning for their sin until God forgave them. At the end of this period, on the 40th day, the 28th of Av, God told Moses to descend the mountain and to sculpt another set of tablets. These he took up on the following day, 
which was the first day of the month of Elul, staying on the mountain for a third period of 40 days until Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, he came down with a message of conciliation and love, carrying the second tablets of stone, the second tablets of the covenant. From then on, Yom Kippur was instituted as a day of slichot and prayer, culminating in reconciliation and love between the Jewish people and God. Remarking on these three periods of 40 days, the Midrash tells us, just as the first period was in favour, so was the last period. It follows that the middle period was in anger. That is to say, that in the first period of 40 days and in the last period of 40 days that Moses was on the mountain, the flow of the love of God to the people was evident. The channels of love and affinity of form were open and the light of God flowed with no hindrance. In the second period of 40 days, when the sin of the people had blocked this flow by their sin, there was dissonance. The flow of God's light was obstructed. Until the people had repented of what they had done, they were separated from God by their sin, and so the light of God couldn't flow. This was perceived by the people as God being angry. In fact, the notion of God being angry is only a perception from the perspective of the vessel. It is a perception by the created being of our separation from God. Indeed, when God is described in the scripture as being angry or in fact, any description of God, this is only a perception from the created being. When God is described as being angry, this describes the consciousness of the vessel whose acts have caused him to become separated from God. He perceives that the vessels which should be receiving the light of God are no longer doing so, and he then describes God as being angry. But it no more describes the essence of the light of God then does one describe the sun if he goes out into the garden with his eyes blindfold and then complains that the sun isn't shining? So regarding the 40 days which followed the sin of the golden calf, this was the perception of the people. They perceived the separation between themselves and God. And when their sorrow and repentance was complete, then God told Moses to make the two further tablets of stone. And then, on the first of Elul, Moses again ascended the mountain, staying there for a further 40 days, again in love, conciliation and harmony, in affinity of form with God, descending on Yom Kippur, carrying the two tablets of testimony, the second tablets, which are also called the Tablets of the Covenant. They're called this because they give testimony to the revelation of God and to the covenant between God and the children of Israel. Just as the first tablets were both testimony and covenant, so were the second tablets, both testimony and covenant. We see from this that the 40 days of supplication from the month of Elul to Yom Kippur that the sages instituted for us 
for the saying of slichot, of doing tshuva, of repentance. Correspond, in fact, to this period in which Moses was in the presence of God in love and conciliation. We need to ask the question, but since it was the middle 40 days that were in fact the days of repentance for the sin of the golden calf, wouldn't they have been more appropriate for the time of confession of sins and repentance? Why were the days of Elul, which correspond to the last period, the days of reconciliation and love, actually instituted for us as days of repentance and supplication? From here we learn that there are in fact two stages of tshuva and slicha, repentance and forgiveness. In the first stage, a person needs to look at his sin and ask that it will be atoned for, ask that it will be forgiven. But that isn't enough. He needs to continue to pray until he comes back to the former days, the former time when he experienced the love of God just as it was before he sinned, before he became separated from him. So the first days are days of supplication which end in forgiveness, but the last are the days for reconciliation and love, culminating in Yom Kippur. Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach likens it to the following situation. If I were to fall down in a muddy field and then turn up at my friend's house all covered in mud, I feel ashamed of the state I'm in and I apologise. My friend forgives me. But the fact remains, I am still dirty and stinky and messing up her house. She offers me to have a shower and gives me a set of clean clothes for me to put on. Now I feel as good as before. Our closeness has not been interrupted. This is the final stage that we reach through Yom Kippur. Likewise, we find in David's psalm, Psalm 51. At first he says, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your kindness. According to your great mercy, erase my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly of my iniquity and purify me of my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is always before me. But then he says, Make me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you crushed exult. Create for me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. David doesn't stop at asking forgiveness for his sin, but he requests that his love for God and his experience of that love should be renewed. We are assured that the power of tshuva is even to this extent. And this is what the Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, writes on the laws of repentance. Don't imagine that one who sincerely repents of his sins is valued less because of the sins he committed, but he's beloved and pleasing to God as if he never sinned. The 40 days that began with Rosh Chodesh Elul and finished on Yom Kippur were instituted corresponding to the days of reconciliation and love, wherein at their end the children of Israel were restored to their former state and received the second tablets of stone, the day in which God said to Moses, I have forgiven according to your word. Indeed, the day of Yom Kippur is likened to a mikvah, a ritual bath, wherein even if all your sins were as scarlet, they become as white as snow. 
The work of tshuva is thus really a work of truly returning, returning to our inner self, reconnecting to the soul within us, which is one with the essence of God. It is a work in which we let go of the hindrances and obstacles we've fallen into or stumbled over or created during the year, and we come back to realizing the love of God, which is always present, and now, in the month of Elul, can be realized as closer than ever before.